health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 632-6900 for more information. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safeguarding discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Trying them today, only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's, taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. It is our number two of the sports hangover. Gus Cottengale, Jordan Kleber with you. 800-998-1003. See the phones ringing there again. Having a fun conversation and topics here. We'll give you the very latest on the NFL headlines and news. Don't forget Pels taking on Cleveland tonight. The first of a back-to-back as they take on Cleveland tonight at 6. 5.30 is your pregame right here on ESPN New Orleans. Tomorrow's at Detroit. So the Pels, four games in five days. They had a game on Friday and Saturday. Unable to pick up the window against the Celtics and Nuggets. Played well. It was tough. It was tough, Jordan. Give us the questions of the day, sir, and we'll get into the NFL news and go to your phone lines. Yeah, so we've been talking about Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And what does that mean for your New Orleans Saints? Monday's question of the day. Do the Bengals change your outlook when it comes to the New Orleans Saints mm-hmm. with what they have done this season? You could comment or call in 800-998-1003 or tweet at us at ESPN Radio New Orleans. You gotta get it out. There it is to the end zone and he comes down with it. Outrageous. What a catch. Chase 101. Forget about it. You remember when the Saints' offense looked like that, Jordan? Sometimes I remember that. By the way, you just said Pelicans. I took down the sticky note. I said three and one over the next four games, January twenty fourth, spanning through 29th. You said that they went one and three. Yeah, they've lost three in a so, row. Yeah, um, so much for three and one. So we'll touch on that. Some interesting news here, headline wise. I'll give you this, and we'll go to Shane Ian Rappaport. Um, and uh, reporting yesterday, the Saints interviewed Doug Peterson. Former Eagles head coach of the Super Bowl, Jordan. Also, he laid out the plans this week. Saints at the Senior Bowl. Again, everybody's going to sort of be there and things of that nature. The plans this week. Head coach interviews. Brian Flores tomorrow. Here's a caveat, though. Who's interviewing today for the Texans job? Brian Flores. So, 
I, I'm assuming, look, you interview everybody and you see who that is. Oh, but Also, yeah, Vikings are interviewing Jim Harbaugh. The report this morning was that Harbaugh was interested in being interviewed. And so an I hour guess, ago, I guess the, he, okay. he came out that the Vikings want to okay. interview Jim. Okay, so that's an interesting move there. Now, Ian Rappaport said on Wednesday, defensive coordinator for the Lions, Aaron Glenn, will interview with the Saints. And on Wednesday or Thursday, defensive coordinator Dennis Allen will interview with the Saints. And right now, there was, what, nine to start off? Mm -hmm. Four of those nine are now filled. Um, Last week, we said Chicago and Broncos head coaching positions were filled. Colts Mm -hmm. defensive corner, former Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflew uh, with the Chicago Bears as their next head coach. And then former Packers offensive coach Nathaniel Hackett being the Broncos' next head coach. And then over the weekend, we saw that Brian DeBull, the Bills off- former Bills offensive coach, has now become the Giants' head coach. Yep, and then there was five- video of him getting out correct. of his truck this yes. morning, going to work. Apparently, that's a new thing. So um, I- I'm waiting, I guess, the Saints' Twitter. I mean, that the next Saints' head coach will be seen getting maybe, out of their car maybe into the facility of veteran. Marty Gross coming up. <laughs> Maybe introduce okay. him as the right. king of a parade. And then finally, the Raiders. Uh, Josh McDaniels, former Patriots offensive coach. He is now your next head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. So that leaves the Saints, the Jags, the Vikings, Texans, and Dolphins. Shane, thanks for holding on, sir. How are you today? What's going on today, guys? What's going on? I got a question, Goose. Uh, mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm, I'm missing something. Uh, um, Michael Thomas had the fight with with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and a little issue, whatever, which I don't think nobody knows the real story about him with the ankle and going MIA and all of that there. But were there any other incidents with him in a locker room with people that you know of? Kind of, but not, you know, I, I, I would say this. I would say... It takes a lot to, to not play in the game. And Sean kind of, would you say massaged it? He never really said he was benched, right? Just was unavailable or something. But, um, look. But that was after the, 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 the fight with Chauncey, wasn't it though? Yes, but that, that wasn't, that wasn't like, that was like sort of like the final straw sort of a thing, if that makes any sense. It, it, it kind of was, was building. Remember at the time too, it was, Seemed to spend a lot of time on social media. And it just, mm-hmm. it just, it just seemed out of focus or lack of focus and immaturity in a lot of different areas, if that makes sense. It just came across whether you're picking fights on Twitter with people, whether it's what's perceived at times to maybe, you know, insinuate, you know, you feel a certain way about your team, teammates, what I just, it just felt like it was building, right? So. Right. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I, I haven't seen where he's this big locker room cancer. He he had the issues and he picked fights on Twitter. Chauncey picked fights on Twitter weekly. Multiple players around the league, these young twenty-year-old kids or young men, they pick fights on social media. They that's kind of what they do, and. I don't I don't see that as being a, this this big deal and I haven't seen any any teammates 
see many bad things about him, even after the fight with Chauncey. So I, the the locker room cancer, get rid of him because he's a locker room cancer. I I don't buy that that line of thinking. And uh, also, like you were asking, what what is his trade value now? He's like Zion. He doesn't have trade value. You right. cannot you cannot get anything for him right now after sitting out two seasons with injuries. You saw your receiving court this past year. You need him. And you're not going to get a second rounder. I wouldn't give the Saints a second rounder for a player that's been out for two years with, with ankle injuries. And yeah. I, if I wouldn't do it, I'm pretty sure most GMs around the league wouldn't give a second rounder for a player that's been out for two years. So I think it's kind of premature to label him as a cancer or label let's get rid of him because of because whatever reason. After watching this, this receiving core this past year, give me that cancer back or for at least another season, and, and let's see if we can work things. Cancer can be cured under the right circumstances. And it wasn't, it wasn't an issue when he was catching 150 balls the year before. So I think it's kind of a – it was kind of frustrating on his, on his side and some of the things he was doing and, and – like I said, nobody had a problem with it when he was catching almost two thousand yards in one hundred and fifty receptions. That 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 is um that is very true. When you are productive, no one really cares what you do as long as you do that. Look, it's why I say that, Shane. It's crazy when you look at it too from this perspective. Again, the next time we will see him in a uniform, I'm assuming it will be the Saints. And I'm assuming it will be either at minicamp or if they have OTAs anymore. I don't even know when it is, but it will be at some point in the next couple of months. Dude, the next game he plays, it'll literally be, it'll be three full seasons, essentially. Right. Or, or it'll be three seasons removed, right? It'll be you're entering that right. third year. Because he's missed the last two. Mm-hmm. I mean, he missed all of last yeah. year. And he missed pretty much the year before that. So, you know, a season and almost, uh, you know, over a half. So... Right. Man, look, I look. I I think when you look at production, when you look at a contract, the money he's owed and, and the money that you know he can earn, I think it just benefits and behooves everybody to to do whatever it is that it takes. And, and to your point, Shane, yeah, I'll say this. The, the last time you, you you threw hands with CD Deuce, I mean Jordan was taking still his first semester of French. I mean, that was almost two years ago. I mean, that was I mean, like right. when you're looking at it. So the, if the beef still exists from that standpoint, you sit both of them down and be like, stop it already. I mean, it, it's been a Everybody long, long time. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, I, 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 I don't think there's that sort of animosity or anything like that that exists anymore. At least I, I, I don't feel that I've heard that, you know. Yeah, and um, if you think Trevor Simeon was a good quarterback this past season, your credibility is kind of shot with me anyway. <laughs> if you honestly watched those games and, and, and thought that Trevor Simeon should have been starting ahead of anybody, I, I can't take you, your credibility with a grain of salt. Well, I'll take your credibility with a grain of salt. Okay. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate the phone call, man. All right, buddy. Yeah, for sure.
800-998-1003. A couple other bit, uh, tidbits here. The head coach for the Bengals, Zach Taylor, has had a presser. And he says the MRI results are encouraging for tight end CJ Uzama. And that's a good thing because one thing that you, and again, he says that he has a shot. Now an MCL sprain is normally what, three weeks, Jordan? To my, my knowledge, it's three to four. So the Super Bowl is in two weeks. No doubt you rehab the heck out of it and, and you see if you can give it a go on game day. But one thing that can help you against a defensive line like that is is getting that tight end. Now, one of the things that was impressive yesterday with Burrow, man, they I, I thought they were smart. A lot of times you can force the issue. And Dan Orlovsky was on today going over his thoughts on Joe Burrow. And it's the pre-game, I mean, pre-snap reads. It's the understanding of, as he put it, what what does it take to win this play? This play. And not even this drive or this game, it's just this play. And taking what he sees and being comfortable with it and understanding it. And one of the things that you see, Jordan, is if they were either doing coverage or taking away Jamar Chase or whatever, he was okay with going with everyone else. but And that's what I was explaining to the caller a little bit earlier. When you got a guy like Jamar Chase, come back a high water moment, right? Late in the game, got to get that touchdown. I'm going to my guy. I trust him to make a play. But during the game, during the process, during the drive, you're going to shade, you're going to cover, you're going to roll coverage, you're going to double I'll, I'll take my one-on-ones. I'm pretty sure and Jamar Chase had one reception in the first half, like if I I'm s- not mistaken. And, and, but you never got that sense and feeling that Burrow and the Bengals panicked on the offensive side, and he forced matters. What was crazy was Joe Burrow looked like he was the guy that's been in the AFC Championship what game I told the, you. the past four seasons. What did I tell you last week when it came to this guy? If you can sack him nine times in a game and... He has 20 seconds to make a throw to try to win the game at Tennessee and does it like he's like it's the first quarter. That's why I laughed last week when the national storylines were, oh man, it's Arrowhead. You know, I, you know, one of the Bengals reporters, he's got a rude awakening. Did you watch the game at all yesterday and think that the crowd got to him? Now that inter that that ball that it was almost an interception in the fourth quarter they threw. I'm like, what what are you, you doing? know what you know what did you know what was more distracting than Arrowhead was the the speakers during the post the uh, halftime report right when they were playing. Oh when yeah, they, you that, couldn't that, even hear a word. They, that was probably st- not the wisest thing. The, the the host had to start doing sign language. What what was that all about? I had no clue, but they were lined up around the whole field. So does yeah. Arrowhead not have speakers that? Well, I mean, in? no, because it's a concert, so you, it's know. easy to do. No, you don't, you're not going to tie it into the speaker. I don't know why they're Don't the you ha me. Have you ever been to a concert? Have you been to a concert? They don't also, tie it into I've the also been Smoothie to the, King Center. I've also been they have their own speakers. to the Caesar Superdome, and they don't have speakers just laying on the field. Yes, they do. During halftime? Yes. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They don't tie nah. it. Okay. They, they put it through the, the sound system. All right, let, just, just promise me on this one. Just go ahead and accept the L on this one. Trust me on that. Trust mm-hmm. me. No, no, don't. don't Just know. then. Why haven't? Why hasn't this blunder happened before? Because they pointed it in the wrong direction. Mm. 
I think you're wrong on this. No, one. I'm not wrong on this. I can promise you this. Rafael Esparza next on ESPN New Orleans. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. At Saints on Twitter six hours ago, quote tweeting the Cincinnati Bengals tweet, California, here we come. Saints tweeting, congrats at Vaughn and Trey with the hand clap. Wait, where's Von Bell and Trey Hendrickson? Wait, what? There's another Saints player. No, there's not. That used to. I don't know. Or what you're talking a former about. Saints player that's on the bank. I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, doesn't exist. It's Apple. Who? His last name's Rafael Esparza. Joins us. What's up, sir? Good afternoon to you. Apple people. What? No, no love for Apple. He's on. Uh, I mean, he's he's. Uh, he, I I agree with Jordan. Give some love to Apple. Ah, uh, well, he wasn't, he wasn't exactly giving the Saints or the city of New Orleans love the last couple of days, so the Saints did not include him. In that tweet on that, and tell you what, if that team yesterday, the Bengals, would have lost the game with an interception, a pick six going through his hands, would have been the reason. He, karma, karma's a, a, a amazing thing. Mm-hmm. From one Saints player to another, he dropped it after talking all that smack. Yeah. He could have closed it. Yeah. And guess who, who winds up with the interception? Von Bell. Von Miller. Yeah. Guess what he didn't Von do? Bell. Or, yeah, yeah. He didn't, he, Von Bell. He didn't. Trash talk the city of the New Orleans. So, no. a little karma comes around. Well, once that's in why the Saints said congrats and Vaughn for Ron Bell. Raphael, um, I, ta- I tried to tell you on Friday that seven points was too much. I, I told you, why not? And who day? Now, do you believe me? 
yeah, I think the game totally turned around when Kansas City got the goose egg in the second quarter. At the end of the second quarter, when they didn't score right there, the game was was just totally flip-flopped. Because uh, if Kansas City scores a touchdown and goes into halftime, that's a totally different uh, yeah, uh, going into uh, the third quarter. Even kicking a field goal, I think, is a little bit more of a cushion. Uh, them not scoring right there is the reason, I think, is the reason why the Bengals are going to uh, SoFi and Apple uh, getting a ring. <laughs> um, when you look at the afternoon game with the Rams, the thing that stood out to me, I guess, in that game, too, was. there's moments in that game where you're like, okay, this team is the better team, and then that team is the other team, and that that looked like a division game, you know? Very close, 20 to 17 is your final there, and at the end of the day, the 49er offense just didn't make enough plays. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, Jimmy G had some drop passes that that were not his fault, Uh, so I I would have to give uh, not all the bad uh, negative credit to him. Granted, he didn't have the best game, especially in the second half, but you got to give the Rams defense uh, uh, some love uh, in the second, especially in the second half. The, the, the Rams defense just shut the run game from San Francisco. When you couldn't run the ball in the second half, uh, then you pretty much know that you know, Jimmy G has to beat you. So I'm not going to give all the negativity to Jimmy G and the 49ers offense. i got to give more Rams uh, love on that defense. I think one of the things that you look at as well that everyone is – storylining already this week and, and yesterday is a lot of love for Matthew Stafford showing and by I mean I, I have people this morning Keyshawn and him call him a Hall of Famer and all this the Rams are essentially the Lakers the last two years haven't they? I mean they, they legitimately have tried to go get anybody and everybody that they can to try to get to the Super Bowl now look that's the GM's job that's the team's job if you can afford it if you can figure out a way I'm not going to hate on you on that but I don't know what I, I guess what I'm asking you is this is Matthew Stafford, has he put to bed all of the bad things that people have said about him? And has he made himself a Hall of Famer? I think if he wins the Super Bowl, yes. If he doesn't, that's borderline. I like that he's there because he played for the Detroit Lions for so many years. He was already being punished. Uh, so that's why I'm kind of rooting for Stafford just because of the organization he played all those years. Hall of Famer right now, ooh, that's a really, really borderline for me. If he wins a ship... He'll have the same amount of ships as uh, a lot of other quarterbacks there. I think they're going to be in a Hall of Fame. Yeah. Raphael, we saw sports betting mobile apps go live this past Friday. Um, just kind of what have you heard? Any good, bad things about just, you know, everything that has happened, you know, over this, this weekend? Was there anything that stood out to you about mobile sports betting going live in the state of Louisiana? Uh, I heard it was, um, much approved and much pleased, especially uh, on Saturday and Sunday, even though uh, SEC uh, did not play well in college hoops on, on Saturday. Uh, so it was probably good for uh, those companies that had mobile betting here. Uh, what, I heard, uh, what I heard, there was no hiccups. Everything went well. Uh, I'm hearing the handle wasn't, wasn't as big as they thought it would be. Uh, but I just think, the, the, especially Louisiana, I think uh, football, the NFL Sunday probably wasn't as, as pleasing just because there was no Saints there. Uh, but I think the Super Bowl and the prop bets, and I think now, now that the nitty-gritty of the March Madness would be here, I think it would be okay. I think one of the things that is going to be interesting as well when it comes to the Super Bowl is all the different things that you can do, right? So over the next, we got two weeks, Rafael, to talk about this matchup. The, the, all those prop bets that we've come so accustomed to seeing that you've come on the show, right? 
coin toss, length of the national streaker. anthem. If there's a streaker. Is there a streaker? Can you do that as well on a mobile batting site? Uh, not to some of the crazy ones that I do, because here in the States, we have ridiculous rules uh, and regulations that uh, that these people don't want to get their head out of their butts. Uh, but you'll be able to bet the coin toss, probably no streaker, oh. uh, probably no halftime crazy bets that I'm going to have with Eminem, will Snoop Dogg be smoking weed uh, at <laughs> halftime, stuff like that. Uh, here in the States, no, but uh, you'll be still be able to bet uh, how many touchdown passes would Joe Burrow have. Uh, you'll be able to still do those uh, those type bets. No commercial bets here in the States uh, like that. I like that. I love to do, but you'll still be able to put a lot of other prop bets uh, in the mobile sites. I've been real disappointed with commercials. I mean, it used to be like the thing. I think part of the problem now is they release them like this weekend. I mean, they, re- they release them so far in advance that – you can watch them. You don't have to wait for the spots in the ads. Let's let's have a full on, what a full on show uh-huh. where you watch commercials. Where you watch commercials? Yeah, because that's what they do. They they have a show mm-hmm. where this is going to be this year's Super Bowl. It's like an hour long show. Yeah, and you're watching commercials. What are you hearing about well, this year's commercials already, Raphael? There'll be a lot more the uh, bigger companies that pulled out last year that instead of paying a price to have a Super Bowl, they donated to either hospitals or whatever. Uh, most like Pepsi, Budweiser, they'll all be back this year. Like they weren't there last year, so I think we'll see a little bit more variety uh, of commercials than we did last year because I think companies were are willing to come out and, and spend the money, not, not like they did last year. So I'm hoping they don't get leaked. I'm hoping. I mean, some of them will get leaked out. Uh, but I'm hoping not all of them because uh, I have I have some uh, uh, inside information of what kind of commercials that, that will be out uh, so I can put my head-to-head matchups, uh, who's going to be the first commercial, Doritos or Lay or so, stuff Ooh, like that. So. Okay, I got you. I like that. That's, that's always good stuff here as well. Um, one of the questions of the day that we threw out there today is, what do you think will be the number one storyline heading into the Super Bowl that – will almost just make you nauseous at the, uh, the extent and the amount that you will hear it. Mine was the Bengal O-line versus the Rams D-line. I think it will have at least 750 stories talked or written about it. No, it's going to be home field advantage. And there's no such thing as home field advantage when 50% of the other teams are at that home field every time the Rams stepped on uh, the field. Everyone keeps on asking I thought the Rams number was going to be much higher since they're playing at home. Have you watched the Rams home game all season long? They don't have fans dominating. It's not like the Saints fans or the Packer fans, the Steeler fans. There's no fans in L.A. yet. I'm going to stress yet. If I think if they win the Super Bowl or maybe even next year, I think they'll have more fans, home fans going in there. But uh, the number is correct. It's not every, oh, it should be higher because they're playing at home. No, they're not. They're not playing at home. Raphael, where it sounded like you were giving props to New Orleans Saints fans. I, I thought everyone loved playing in L.A. Yeah, L.A. It's L.A. It's L.A. Uh, you guys don't. You guys. Oh, I always give the fans in New Orleans. You guys are one of my probably top five uh, uh, fans at uh, home stadiums. Uh, so you, I always give the love to fans. Now the team. That's another five. story. Who's number one? Oh, there's no one going to surpass Green Bay. I'm sorry. I've been okay. to Green Bay. Uh, I'll give I'm them sorry. that. I mean, look. It's, I'm, but, sorry who, it's just, I'm sorry who that fans. And I always tell people the number one baseball fans, and you know me because I'm a diehard Cup fan, is the St. Louis Cardinals. There's no one going to surpass St. Louis Cardinals as baseball fans. And it's hard for me to say that. I, I will say this. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I know there's been some years when Mardi Gras is cold and we haven't gone. So I don't know how many people would go when it's zero degrees to go watch a football game. I'm just being honest. You know, I don't know. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I'll, I'll give him a little bit of that for sure. Tom Brady looks like he's done. He's hanging it up here a little bit. Thoughts on that? Uh, a little sad. I mean, I, uh, even though I'd love to see him lose. Uh, but it's almost like when you see Jordan retire and, and stuff like that. that you, you root against him, but at the same time, you love to see him on the field. Uh, uh, it's, I'm a little sad. I'm not going to lie. Boy, is that division wide open now. Now that Tampa Bay's rebound of Saints, Carolina, Atlanta. Now Matt Ryan goes perfect. I think they go 17-0 and the Falcons win the Super Bowl. Look, man, uh, I, I, I know that it was something that you would always say, right? You don't bet against Tom Brady. I'm yeah. trying to think of how many people you've actually been able to say that, Will. Yeah, it's, I, I, there's a lot of Now it's just Nick Saban. Now, I mean, you just don't bet against Nick well, Saban. I, I can't say Tom Brady anymore. They did lose. With Brady's retirement, where, where, where would you put the Saints to win the division? I, I got them some good odds here, at least five to one. Uh, they'll be around there. I mean, I think the whole division's gonna be, there's no, it, the, the division favorite would not be a minus. Everyone's probably gonna be plus 150, 3 to 1, 4 to 1. There's, there will not be a minus, uh, to win that division, uh, unless for some, unless for some odd reason something happens, uh, during free agency. Cause I still think the Saints will tr- make some kind of noise, especially on offense. Uh, if they, if they can swing for the fences and maybe hit a triple, not a home run, I think, uh, Aaron Rodgers is the home run. Uh, but if they can hit a triple, uh, I would think they would probably be close to the favorites to win a division. Per Ian Rappaport, Doug Peterson interviewed yesterday, tomorrow, Brian Flores, who's actually interviewing today with the Texans. Aaron Glenn, the Lions defensive coordinator Wednesday, Dennis Allen Wednesday or Thursday, the Saints defensive coordinator. That seems to be the four finalists per Ian Rappaport. Out of those four, he thinks the next Saints head coach. Uh, I still think it's MEDA. I, I still think they don't want to blow up the atmosphere, uh, especially that defense. Even though I would love to see an offensive-minded uh, head coach, but I think it's—I would not be shocked. I would love to see Flores. I—I've I, never—I heard nothing but good things with players that want to play for him. Uh, but I think it's going to be DA. Raphael, before we let you go, Gus was kind of mentioning earlier in the show something happened at the Royal Rumble that a uh, little fire. Yeah. She's Ronda Rousey uh, wins it. She jumps on uh, the fireworks go off, and uh, I, I have to move because the WrestleMania sign catches on fire. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing that your life was in peril there, but I mean, really, you like, got, you got how does that catch bit. on fire? They literally have perfected so this, indoor so, pyrotechnics. So we we all move. We get to come back to the seats, and then for the men's Royal Rumble, right in the middle of it, they tell us to all move again. Because they're going to do the fireworks after the after the, the final match, so it was like I had to stand up and watch uh, Brock Lesnar uh, uh, win it because I couldn't be in my seat because uh, they were going to do fireworks. And they were afraid it was going to catch on fire again. So Raphael, I got really good friends that are die hard, eat, breathe, and sleep wrestling. In the last, I would say eight to ten months, I've just seen them completely just go AEW, and I mean, look, I. Rousey winning, I get that, right? She had a, a huge bump when she first came in and stepped aside and go have a family and all that. But Lesnar, again, like really, like it's... He's that the, talented. No, there's no reason to watch the men's. I mean, honestly, I mean, it, it, Reigns, you know, 
and and his match was fun. Obviously, with you know, I just I don't know, man. I when when I saw that, I'm like, really, dude, come on. The only thing I have to say with Brock Lesnar this time around, he's doing the mic. He's he's talking more in the mic. That tells me that he's going to be around more and he's going to wrestle a lot more. Uh, so I'm oh, I'm okay with it, and I understand people jumping over to AEW. AEW is a new flavor. Uh, of wrestling right now, but keep an eye out for AEW to, to, to follow the same mishaps that WWE because they're signing everyone, and everyone that they're signing is a lot older and there's a lot of young talent. That young talent in the locker room is going to be starting to get PO'd mm. when all these old timers that the AEW are signing are getting more TV time. They're doing the same uh, mojo what wrestling did, and I feel bad for that. Young, they have a lot of young talent, and I think there's a lot of young talent sitting in the back, not in the in the ring. Because why is 65 year old Sting still wrestling? I don't know. It's a good question. My fellow Spars at VSI Doc Sports is the way to follow him over on Twitter. Got a YouTube show, two o'clock on Mondays and Fridays, and even get to ask you about perhaps Jim Harbaugh. So, uh, walk off comment here in ten seconds, Rafael Harbaugh. Does he uh, yeah, not go- leave Michigan? No, he's not. Well, if he's if he's leaving Michigan, it's not for Minnesota. That I can guarantee. He's. I would be totally blown away. If he leaves Michigan to go to Minnesota. Okay, my, my, my buddy Roy, super Dolphin fan, says that uh, somebody told him Dolphins. Uh, that makes more sense than Minnesota. Uh, even though that's a, it all depends on Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers leaves, then I can see him maybe jump and ship to Minnesota because I think Minnesota would be a huge favorite in, in that division. Uh, but I just don't see it happening. All right. Thank you, bud. Appreciate the time as always. Take it easy, guys. Quick break. We come back. We'll switch on over to your New Orleans Pelicans to take on Cleveland tonight. Six o'clock, five thirty pregame. Have seven and a half point favorites. Mr. Will Guillory of the Athletic joins us next on ESP New Orleans. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind. So let's tell a story with sound effects. (laughs) Wow, it's like I was in the story. Almost makes me forget this was supposed to be about saving big with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. It's Tango Day, everybody. Follow after me and step and bet and slide and dip. That's Tango. Why is Ice-T leading our Tango class? It's probably the heart-shaped Honey Nut Cheerios. He found out they can help lower cholesterol. Now he's having fun taking care of his heart in all sorts of new ways. Let's see those hips move, people. Hurry and get your heart-shaped Cheerios. They're only here for a limited time. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Pump fake. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Bucket! Bucket! Good! Rumble, young man! Ball game! Uh, This is Todd Graffinini. 
Join Daniel Salerson and me as the Pelicans take on the Detroit Pistons Tuesday at 6 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Will Guillory of The Athletic, we'll get with him here in a quick second. His buddy will get a hold of him, and we'll talk about some Pelicans basketball here. Pels losing two straight games on Friday and Saturday, three overall, and have a back-to-back tonight and tomorrow. They'll be at Detroit tomorrow. Cleveland today. What, what's unbelievable? What, what? It's the scheduling what? for the Pelicans the past two weeks. The NBA is, likes the Pels. Yeah. You know that? I'd rather – I'd rather – I'm going to stay quiet because I could say what? something. And it, it, what? It could get bad. I'm, I'm I, now that I've watched the games. So if we talk. move, have we moved from Roger Goodell to now David Silver? Um, Adam Absolutely. Silver. The good thing, the, the good the thing is, is that what we're doing now? After Detroit, you have what three days off? Wednesday, now, Thursday, well, yeah. two days off. Mm-hmm. Will Guillory of the Athletic, Jordan Kleber is starting conspiracy theory that the NBA hates the Pelicans, putting that back to back in with Philly, and now. Four games in five days. Does the NBA hate the New Orleans Pelicans? Hot take. I was going to say, is he actually starting that rumor? I feel like that rumor has been going around for like the past decade. I feel like <laughs> right. he might be late on the trade with that. Yeah, the Chris Paul to the Laker trade thing probably started that. <laughs> yeah, and then AD making AD play after he's been added the trade and then the, the whole thing. So, yeah, I feel like every team except the Lakers feels like the league hates them. And the Lakers fans probably feel that way too. Here's something that's interesting, Will, since we last chatted. I would say the Pels have lost more games than one. Now, you know, they haven't lost a bunch in a row. They've lost three in a row. But I would say they've lost more than they've won since we last talked. And what is it, five of the last seven or something of that nature that that they've lost? In that stretch, though, what's remarkable, Will, is we get more phone calls that are positive about what they're seeing from their Pelicans than not, which is not the norm when a team's not winning, right? Well, when you look at these last two games here at home, like I don't feel like people tweeted or I've called today and have been like, this is a garbage product I'm not watching. You just see this team's busting their butt. They're just scoring and talent deficient when you go up against other teams that have all-stars and yours are not playing. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, we've talked about it a lot this season. Uh, this team just shows up every night, and that's the number one thing you, you, you ask of any team you cover is just showing up and playing every night, and that's what they do regardless of who's out there. I mean, I tweeted this, you know, at the start of the new year. I think this is just a really tough stretch, probably the toughest stretch of the season. I mean, not even probably, definitely the toughest stretch of the season. When you look at the start of the new year, they've played the Bucks, the, the Warriors, the Jazz. <laughs> they played the Cavs tonight. Uh, I mean, they, they played basically every good team in the league, you know, over the past couple of weeks. And, and then you add on top of that, B.I.'s dealt with injuries. J.V.'s missed a couple games. Uh, Josh Hart dealt with some injuries. So, uh, I mean, they, they just had a really tough goal of it. Uh, but like you said, you know, they they bring the effort every single night. That Willie Green has these guys believing. And, of course, I mean, how could you be mad when you get to watch Herb Jones every night? I think that's when the, the Pelicans fans start rebelling. If Herb Jones, this is a couple of games. I think Pell's Twitter is going to get real dark. Uh, but until then, if you get to watch Herb and Jose, uh, I mean, at least you get some joy from that. 
Will, the the Cavs have been one of the surprise team in the NBA this season. You just kind of mentioned it, B.I., and some of these guys not playing the past couple of games. Well, last time the New Orleans Pelicans played the Cavaliers, they had Ricky Rubio. Obviously, we saw what happened to him in that game, done for the season. And then a few minutes ago, um, I saw that the Cavs listed Darius Garland with a lower back soreness, and he's questionable for tonight's game. Um, what's the injuries looking like for tonight's game in the Cavs and Pelicans yeah. matchup? Who's available? Yeah, who's Will? available? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking JV has a good chance of playing tonight. Uh, he was in, in the arena uh, for the last game a couple of days ago, so I think he has a really good chance of coming back from that non-COVID illness. Uh, I, I actually sat there and watched B.I. go through his entire pregame warm-up uh, before the last game. Him and Corey Brewer had a, a really good one-on-one session going, kind of going back and forth when one guy scored. The other guy uh, had to play defense. I actually saw B.I. playing defense against an assistant coach or something you see too often, a max guy playing defense during warm-ups, but I think they really wanted to push him and see how close he was. And I think you could see that night he wasn't quite ready yet, but I feel like he's getting closer, and I think he has a really good chance of playing tonight. I think I probably would bet on him playing either tonight or tomorrow. Uh, so they're getting healthy, and I think the big thing for the team, we've seen it you know, multiple times this year when B.I. isn't in the lineup, they're just a different team. Uh, they rely on him so much yeah. for his shot creation, his ability to score uh, against different defenders, the way uh, the attention he draws, how much it opens up uh, things for guys like Devontae Graham and Josh Hart. I think they just need him out there. They're 2-11 without B.I. on the court. You mentioned one of those wins, the Cavs win, where I don't know if they get that win if Ricky Rubio doesn't mm-hmm. care as me at the end of that game. Uh, so I think B.I. is extremely important for his team. They need him on the court, and I think he's got a good chance to play tonight. And when he plays, they're a pretty decent team. I think they're right there in the mix with all of those other teams in the plan. But when he doesn't play, I mean, frankly, they just look like one of the worst teams in the league. Speak with Will Guillory of The Athletic, covers your New Orleans Pelicans. I almost feel like this needs to be a shirt or one of those, you know, graphics that I can do on Photoshop to have some fun with it. I'm, I'm a, you know, Indiana Jones fan. And I almost feel like when I say the legend of Alvarado, I mean, it really honestly is. <laughs> Look, they needed, the Pels needed to go get Herb Jones jerseys made. This dude led the team in scoring the last time out with 19. He's got Joel Embiid. He can't get along with Ben Simmons. Embiid's paying is fine. He's got teammates paying for tickets. Who is this guy? Like, literally, you need to write something on, like, the legend of Alvarado. This guy's completely taken over this team in a positive way, and fans love him. It's crazy. He's the most lovable guy in the building, and apparently people love him in other buildings, too. It's like you said, <laughs> Joel Embiid's paying his fines for him. I mean, I've never heard anything like that. I mean, people just, his, his energy is just so infectious. And you saw it from the moment, you know, he walked into the building earlier this year, and I think, you know, when a guy is not playing, obviously his impact is limited. But once he did start playing, he was making an impact. That energy has just lifted up everybody around him. And you see guys like Brandon Ingram embracing him, Josh Hart embracing him. And, I, and, I, and it's not just the energy. That guy defensively, it, it's incredible for a player his size to be able to impact the game the way he does defensively, pressuring the ball full court. He gets, He's like a steal every two minutes type of guy. I mean, his first 36 <laughs> Steals numbers are crazy. I put it on one of my stories recently. He's up there like almost four steals per 36 minutes, <laughs> which is ridiculous. I mean, the, the best guys in the league are right around like two and a half. He, he's close to like four, and he just has all these you know funky moves he does to kind of sneak up on guys and get steals. 
he, he like sneaks in on, on, on rebounds and snatches the ball away from guys. I, he's just so tough. Uh, he, he's not scared of anybody. He doesn't back down from anyone. And I think the most important thing for him, and I think the big complaint, uh, obviously with all of those Sadoransky minutes throughout the year, is that Jose started making an impact offensively as well. Just had his best offensive game of his career last time. I was scoring 19 points. He's making threes. He's making plays and pick and roll. And that's the big thing, I think, now having him as that backup point guard next to Nikhil Alexander-Walker has helped Nikhil start to settle in and play in a role that fits him. So, yeah, we said all year how much they need some help at that backup point guard position, somebody who can kind of settle things down. And I don't think anybody was expecting it to come from a two-way rookie, undrafted guy, but <laughs> the legend of Alvarado. Legend of Alvarado. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. He's for this team tremendously. <laughs> Will, we weren't going to let you get out of here without answering um, some of the harder-hitting questions. This is hard-hitting, by the way. Um, let's see. The trade deadline. Yes. Do you think the Pelicans make a move? Do you think they, they're looking at Zion Williamson's injury? What's up with this C.J. McCollum news uh, over this weekend? Uh, have you heard any word? Is this anything to keep is an eye on? Is it a done on? deal, Will? Is it a done is deal? It's something to keep an eye on. <laughs> The move those Alvarado jerseys out the way, make some room for McCollum. No, <laughs> I think obviously McCollum is the guy that has a lot of smoke around his name. I think that's the guy that the Pelicans brass really like, and I do think that's a guy that uh, they're going to be one of many teams targeting CJ going into the trade deadline. I'm a bit of a skeptic when it comes to the CJ trade market. Wow. Uh, I think Portland in general, I'm kind of skeptical of them blowing that thing up. They started playing better recently after the Simons and has made a huge jump since Dame went out. Okay. And I don't think they're looking to really blow that thing up and tank their way out of the play-in. I think they wouldn't mind maybe hanging around in the play-in and having Dame come back later in the year. Uh, so I'm kind of skeptical that they even move CJ, let alone move him for the package the Pelicans would potentially offer. But I do think uh, the Pelicans are going to have to be in the market to, to add some type of guard help. This team. As much as we love Jose Alvarado and all the things he does, you know, I think they they, they got to add some type of perimeter scoring, somebody who can go get a bucket every now and then because they depend, like we said, so much on Brandon Ingram from night to night. They need somebody to take some of that pressure off of him, some of that pressure off of Devontae Graham. So I think they're going to be aggressive going to get some, some perimeter help. I just don't know if it's going to be as big a splash as everybody is hoping for, like a C.J. McCollum or a De'Aaron Fox. Norm Powell, one of those guys, because I think, you know, the Zion thing is still up in the air and, and committing that much draft capital to a guy uh, who may or may not help you get the number 10 seed. I don't know if it's really worth it, uh, but I do think they're going to be active and they're going to be in the mix for, for a guy like TJ McCollum for sure. I think a lot of people are going to be. I'm just not sure this team has the assets to go get a guy like that quite yet. Yeah, I think a lot of things – that come into play too, Will, as we'll let you go after this, is this. I I don't know what's happening with Numero Uno. Uh, that said, today's the last day of January, and I gave Jordan a sticky note because this is how confident I am. So I'm going to ask you, what are the odds and percentage-wise that we will see Zion Williamson next month, as in tomorrow, as in the month of February? I'm saying 100%. I'm targeting Friday the 25th after the All-Star game. That's another four Fridays to add to the six weeks that he's already passed. If he can't play by the 25th of February, there better be some massive answers, and I better see that he had surgery. Like, there's no reason <laughs> that man can't play five minutes. 
by the 25th yeah. of February. So I'm going 100%. What percentage would you get to Pels fans that we see him next month? I will tell you that we're probably going to get some answers on the Zion front uh, very soon. I would bet within the next couple of days uh, from what I'm hearing. I think uh, they're kind of getting all their ducks lined up right now to kind of make an announcement. So I think you'll get an idea if that sticky note is correct uh, relatively soon. I'm not gonna go 100. percent We've learned we've learned from Zion Williamson and this saga over the past couple of years. You never want to go 100 percent right. with whatever's going on with him. So I'm not that confident. But I've been preaching, you know, ever since before he made the trip to Portland and before the update, before the update, the update, the update to that to update. The update. I, 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 I think he's going to play this season. I'm not. I don't know. If February is necessarily the month because I mean the guy hasn't really done anything basketball-wise in a long time. So he's, he, we know how much the Pels love their ramp-up periods and, and, you know, not put too much force. The ramp-up to the ramp-up. That's right. Yeah, we got an update about the ramp-up and then the ramp-up for the update. Uh, I think, so I think we're going to have some of that going on. And uh, I still think Zion's going to play this year. I think he wants to play. I think they want to see him play before they give him a huge extension this summer. Uh, mm-hmm. I just don't know about February, but I still would bet that he ends up playing this year. If you give me a sticky note uh, for how, if he plays this season, I'm writing 100% on that sticky note. But February, oh. I might go closer to like 50-50. I said 50. Uh, okay, I said right. 50%. Go ahead and put it down. You and uh, you and Will Guillory, and he has a lot more cash than you. But I, you know, that's good. Yes. All right, so you and Will Guillory going 50-50. I'm going 100%. Now, mind you, Will, um, I've learned in taxes and contracts to read the fine print. I said, we'll see him next month. <laughs> I can always say, well, you, you saw him at the facility. No, 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 no. I mean in a game. I do mean in a game. But, yes, I, I do think at some point we'll see him. Man. I mean, why else, why else post the picture of you bringing the ball up the court and, and, and leaving that breadcrumb? That's a breadcrumb, Will, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we've heard it, you know, dating back all the way to, to media day. He's chomping at the bit to get back on the court. <laughs> and I think, unfortunately, you know, the the, the, the bone just hasn't healed properly in his foot. We know he wants to get back. He was pushing right. his way to get on on the court and do some stuff with the team. And they ended up having to pull him back because he started to experience some soreness in the foot. So we know he wants to get on the court. He's dying to get back. But I, I think they're rightfully being cautious. Uh, with this foot injury because, man, we've seen it, you know, result in, in re-injuries, multiple guys, multiple mm-hmm. guys having to get second surgery. So they want to be safe uh, with his uh, progression through this rehab process. But, yeah, uh, there's no doubt he's ready to play. He wants to play. He wants to be a part of this team. But uh, we know he's got a bright future ahead, and they got to be mindful of that. Mr. Will Guillory of The Athletic covers your Pelicans. Pels taking on Cleveland tonight, 6 o'clock. You can listen to it right here on ESPN New Orleans with the pregame. At 5.30. Thanks, Will, for the time. As always, man, it's always a pleasure, bud. Absolutely, man. i got to find a way to get Jose to take a picture in the uh, in the uh, in the hat from the, the, the door. Yes, the, yes, the, you, the, you, the, you have got, dude, please, if you do that, I mean, that would be great. <laughs> Just remember to go ahead and trademark that photo because it will be on a shirt. So <laughs> remember to do I'm place. telling you, the legend of Alvarado. Thank you, man. Appreciate the time. Quick break. We'll open up the phone line. ESPN New Orleans. You can't see it. It's electric. You gotta see it. Ask anyone who works at Ramsey's, they'll tell you. Working at Ramsey's is fun. 
We want you to have fun with the rest of us. After having a record year, Ramsey's has five new jobs available. And you are qualified for at least one of them. People might look at you and think you're the greeter. But as our guest services coordinator, your job will be much more involved than just saying hi. Hi. We also need a marketing coordinator to keep track of all our messages in all the different media. You won't be creating the messages. You'll just be keeping track of them. We also need an additional master jeweler. You're going to love working here. The guest services lead has big responsibilities. But we believe you can do the job. As a diamond consultant, your job will be to make sure that every customer is aware of all their choices. Because Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is all about choices. Learn all the details about these five jobs at Ramsey's.com. 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 An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-size problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. The number three, Jordan. The number three. Just keep that in mind. Good? Good with that? Three. The number three. You know, for 54 straight Super Bowls, no home team has ever hosted. Last year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosted in one. Hosted in one. This year, the Los Angeles Rams. Right? No, Siri, I'm not talking to you. Anyway, the Rams are hosting. We'll see if they win. They're the first team to have a home game for the conference championship and to be hosting the Super Bowl. And also, Mm -hmm. it was either Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport tweeted out a few minutes ago that – the Rams will actually be the away team, but they will still have their own use their own locker room. Hmm. Oh, I mean, we can't we can't we can't have LA not be comfortable. Nah, you know, I mean, we'll only make the right calls for them. Have heaven forbid they they're in the visiting locker room. But I mean, the Bengals never... aren't going to bow because they're using the Los Angeles Chargers locker room, which is probably unreal. How much did the thing wind up costing? Like five billion. It, it it it's a pretty. I think it was five bills, as in billion. Um, next year, five point five billion. I mean, just think about that, huh? Next year, we State Farm Stadium, Glendale, Arizona. The Cardinals. Could the Cardinals host? They have a good chance. Okay, they don't choke. Uh, the year after that, hopefully, um, Mister Vegas will hook us up a little bit. I can't even imagine how much you think those tickets are going to cost in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. I mean, 
the Saints game with the Raiders last year. The prices I heard for that regular season game was insane. Now, granted, it was the, the op- opener. Op- op- opener. But my buddy Steve was going to go, and he he bought he like booked it before the, you know, the COVID thing happened. But, dude, they wanted 1200 for upper, 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 upper deck. Per. You imagine you'd pop a Klee Bear? You'd take that 1200 and shove it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you were, it was at least three G's. Airfare, hotel. Just to get there. Yeah. Or go, go to your favorite store. Go to Rouse's. Sam's, Walmart, yeah. Best Buy, doesn't matter, Target. And pick out the a, a nice shiny 75-inch, nice sound bar, bow system, whatever you want. I promise you for a fraction of that price, I could have made that game the experience fantastic at your place. <laughs> and food. You could have had it catered. Catered. You could have had it catered. I mean, dude, that's insane. It really honestly is. That's a lot. Anyway, I said the number three, Jordan, because three years from now. After Vegas. Not next year, which is Glendale. Not the year after that, which is Vegas. But in 2025. Hey, Gates, you want to save you. We yell in black and gold. It's time to get a new song. Eh, I think the, I, I, this is the Sean Payton, Drew Brees era. Song. I think there's a, there's we don't know what the song. next era is. We have, we have we don't have a head coach yet or quarterback. We don't we don't really know anything just yet. Okay, but we can pick another song. That's fine. All right, but but, but again, in the song it says Black and Gold Super Bowl. My whole point is, if we go with the recent trend, Jordan, all we have to do, Saints fans, is wait three more years, baby. Then the Saints will host in the Caesars. Think Sean Payne's coaching again by then? Yes. Maybe the NFC Championship game is Sean Payton's Dallas Cowboys and the against Saints. the Saints. <laughs> oh, dude! In the Caesar Super Bowl, let me tell you something. That will be difficult for people. I think we're we're talking that, strictly. That, this that, is, this oh, is this is unbelievably hypothetical. It, it, yeah, this is three, three years, years from, from now. now. I'm just, but just regardless, he's going to come back and coach at some point. I think, don't you? I think he's coming back and coaching at some point. But I don't know if it's going to be Dallas. It may not be available. Does Brady, it may not be the does, best thing to do. Does, does Brady take a year off? And do what? Come hey, back wherever hey, Sean's hey, at? Hey, Sean, where you no, at? No. Sean. So I was talking to, to Bradley about this yesterday and, and a couple of people. Bradley, are you like my cousin-in-law or something? I don't know. He's married to my, my wife's cousin. What does that make Bradley? Just a really good friend? Hmm. Anyway. Someone you know. Someone I know. No, he sees more than someone I know. Like, I like Bradley. <laughs> someone you know. Is, that, that's kind of like, still, I, still, I run into him. Still someone you know. No, Bradley's above the someone you know level. Come on. Um, will it equal, surpass, or not come close to the way some LSU fans have felt about Nick Saban? Sean's going to coach again. I, I, I have, I would be shocked if he doesn't. Now, Ian Rappaport this morning says he's vetting network options. So pretty much every network is asking for Sean Payton. So now he's trying to see where he should go. Rappaport saying, does he do studio? Does he do the booth? Does he call a game? I think he'd be great as a color analyst. 
Maybe production. So I do think, and he mentioned this at the press conference, that he doesn't do anything just kind of half-heartedly. It's going to be two years unless an unbelievable opportunity opens up. But again, look at the jobs that are being filled right now. I mean, the Giants, New York, that market size, whatever, they just got their new head coach. Bears just got their new head coach, Jordan. Mike McCarthy's back. I guess technically if they don't win a Super Bowl, that might be open next year. But McDaniel's going to the Raiders in Vegas, you know, being the king of Sin City and all that. I, I, I think Sean, I think Sean takes the booth job and I think he does it for at least two years. I do. Two, three years would be my guess. So 2025. When the Super Bowl is in the Superdome, I think Sean Payne comes back and coaches. But my point is this. Do you think if he coaches an NFC team, would, would it come to that? See, here's why I, I think it won't be nearly as bad. And I'll, I'll say that towards the end, next hour as we, we go to the break. I think Nick Saban's stay was shorter. Does that make sense? Came. National championship, and then he went to the NFL, and then he went to Bama stuff. But still, I mean, there, there's there's people that hate him you know and funny? despise him. Do yeah. you think Sean staying 16 years will help that, or do you think the second that man steps into the dome as a head coach of another team, and especially if it's the NFC championship game, it'll be like Tigers taking on the Tide. Andy Reid was asked yesterday if he plans on retiring. Oh, the Chiefs! Pat Mahomes! What if he waits oh, on Andy Reid to retire? I like that. Hour two is in the books. Sports Takeover continues next on ESPN New Orleans. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne.